You're listening to News Talk 94.1, and this is The Chat. My guest today is Mark Hauser. He is the former chairman of the White County, excuse me, not White County, Overton County Republican Party. Mark, welcome to the show. Well, thanks, Mike. It's good to be here. And I, I do claim White County sometimes because I, I coached you. football down there and I've coached football up in Livingston also well, and Jackson County and Clay County. That, so you've been I'll, all claim, I'll, I'll take all those. You've never coached at Cookville? No, but my son did for about four years. I thought he did. I yeah. thought he did. So tell us the Mark Hauser story. How in the world uh, did you end up in politics? And so tell us that. Well, I, you know, politics probably been ingrained in me. I'm a, I was a history major at Tennessee Tech. And before that, even going back, I think my favorite teacher I ever had was in – I grew up in Maryville, Tennessee, before mm-hmm. moving to Middle Tennessee. I had a civics teacher in seventh grade that was just tremendous. We set up our our own country, and we had to develop the Constitution and how we were going to have representative, representation um, of government. So – it was a lot of fun. I just enjoyed it. I loved it in high school. And uh, Isn't it uh, you, amazing? you won't believe this, but I got the history award at graduation. No but, kidding. No, wow. I did. But so, it, so, so you, a teacher, ingrained that love of that for you when you were in school. It's amazing what great teachers can have an effect on students. A, a teacher and my father. My father was always politically active. He was the county executive, of course, in the Overton County from 82 to 86. Very active in the party. Um, more recently, he was statesman of the year for the yes. congressional district. Yes, and he, he was. He just passed away yeah. um, a couple of years ago, a year and a half ago. And I remember so. that funeral like it was yesterday. You did a great job. It was I a just, hard one. I'll bet yeah, it was. It was I'll bet it was. But you know what? I'm, you don't remember many funerals that you go to, especially when you go to a lot of them, but I remember that one vividly. Um, your dad was a huge influence on you, wasn't he? He was a huge influence, and a lot of people may not remember this or know this, but my dad was an elected as a Democrat. Yes. In 1982. Yes. And served and and worked with the state legislature at that time when uh, Ned McGuarter was Speaker of the House. And I think Lamar Alexander was the governor at that time. And so he learned how to bring different sides together. And uh, it was soon after he left office, though, that he became very active in the Republican Party because, mm-hmm. as he said, repeating Ronald Reagan's words, I didn't leave the Democratic Party, but it left me. Yes, and so he he made the change, and and Overton County was a a a super majority Democrat county for many years. All the elected officials were Democrats, it, right? It really was, and in fact, there was never even a Republican Party until the last what twenty years, maybe. Yes. Before that time, uh, whoever won the Democratic primary typically had token opposition or no right. opposition, and went ahead and and won the race, whatever the race was. So did your dad help start the party there in Overton County? No, I think it was it was going before that. Um, um, Charles Bowman was the, fir- the first one I remember. Charles Bowman and Joe Little yes. was involved in the party as, as we go back to when I was younger. And, um, and then, of course, you had uh, Ron Cyrus, 
You had Bruce Ledford, and now Beth Cox has it, who who uh, took the seat when I I was actually term limited out, and I got to right. serve an extra term. You right. can serve four years. I served six with a special whatever they had exemption to do. Exemption by the state party. Right. Yes. Had this uh, conversation, same conversation with Bill Lose, right. who's in White, White County, County, and it's possible that may happen there as well. So. He's doing a great job. He I enjoy him. Saw him last night at the Oregon County Republican meeting. He told me that. He's mm-hmm. a good man. So um, as Overton County changed, what do you what do you attribute that change to? Because it's a it's a was a massive change. You guys voted in this last election um, in most races, 70 to 75 percent for the Republican candidate. That's true. Um it, it may be a negative thing to say, but I think it happened. I think when President Obama became president mm-hmm. and the progressive wing of the Democratic Party became so prevalent in that party that people in Overton County couldn't relate to that anymore. That's why I ran for the chair. And um, Bob and Mary Brown, I saw them standing up by the um, election commission office back in about 2009, and they said, why don't you consider doing that? We need some younger people in the party, and I'm not young now, but at that time I was kind of young. So I decided to do it. I loved it. Um, we just uh, we were able to grow the party and expand it and make it more visual and on the statewide level and in the region, and um, we began to gradually get more votes every election, and we've won several. Yes, yes. and um, – so where do you see it going from here in terms of the party, in terms of the influence locally in Overton County, um, statewide? You know, we still have a super majority in the Tennessee House and Senate. Um, do you where do you see it going? I think sometimes we have to make sure that we're united and uh, there gets to what happens to a party when they're in super majority and a superly in control, like the Democrats were, that factions start eating away at it from the inside. Right. And that's what what I fear for our party. And it's not happening. I don't see it happening. I mean, every now and then you, you have to face that, though. When I was in uh, the uh, role of the GOP chair in Overton County, we had some unhappy people kind of wanting to break off a little bit. Right. And then you got to pull back them back in, um, it, you know, it's just going to be a constant battle. Uh, right now, I just think as, lo- as long as the Democrats stay way out on the progressive end or are perceived to be way out on the progressive end, where I perceive them and most people in Overton County perceive them, the Republican Party is going to flourish and do nothing but get stronger. Yes. So we're here on the chat uh, talking with Mark Hauser, and we will talk more politics after the break on News Talk 94.1. Welcome back to the chat on News Talk 94.1. My guest today is Mark Hauser. He's the former chairman of the Overton County Republican Party. And so for all the success um, of the Republican Party in Counties like Overton and the surrounding counties, you know, you think about Pickett County and you think about Clay and Fentress, uh, Putnam County. You guys are still represented by a Democrat in the legislature, right? We are. We're 
represented by John Mark Wendell, who's probably uh, 30 years, probably been in that position. Known John Mark my whole life. If you um, hosted a football show with him, uh, we did. We hosted a show called Wildcat Highlights in the late 80s, early 90s. And uh, been a few years uh, ago. Yeah, we um, I've known John a long time. and he's very conservative. For a Democrat, I've tried to get him to change, sure. put an R by his name. Sure. I tell him that, so I'm not saying anything here that I, he, I haven't told him. But uh, so far, we've been unsuccessful with that. Yeah, he's, um, as I recall, he, he's been endorsed by Right to Life. He's been endorsed by the NRA, um, you know, as a candidate. That's true. Um, and, and has been, as some of the other um members in the legislature always brag on him, you know, state senators, you know, on the Republican side, brag on him that he's easy to work with, that, 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 that there are issues that they definitely agree upon. So, well, and I think that's one reason that he's been able to stay in there as long as he has. And he's very, you know, he's responsive to most, uh, everybody I know of in the district could ask him a question or a problem that comes up. Sure. But, I do think that seat will turn when he when he decides not to run. I think that seat will be filled by a Republican, and that's exciting to me. Yeah. Uh, Would it uh, be filled by uh, Representative Mark Hauser? Uh, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. Uh, so if not. you're just joining us, I'm uh, speaking with Mark Hauser today on the chat. Uh, Mark is the former chairman of the Overton County GOP, and he's very active in uh, politics. He enjoys it. Um, uh, what do you think about um, the challenges, not maybe here in Tennessee so much, but the challenges nationwide in the election system? And the question I'm going to ask you is, do you think that, you know, maybe a standardized federal set of rules. You know, we Republicans are typically not people that want to, you know, have federalized standards for anything. But do you think federalized standards on election rules may help some of these states that struggle with their elections? This election has made me think a lot about that. And I think if you go back to the 2000 election, the Equal Protection Clause was applied to that race when the Supreme Court decided it. Yes. Because, for example, one county may allow uh, curing of ballots and another county in that state may not, which we're hearing some of that right now. Right. And when that happens, there's not equal protection. You're having uh, certain counties that are able to, in, in the, you know, let's face it, in Pennsylvania, it tends to be the Democratic counties that are able to correct those ballots, and the Republican counties are not. That's kind of what happened in Florida. If you remember, Al Gore wanted to recount in certain counties where he would gain. Right, where he was going to gain votes, but not statewide, because statewide, Bush would probably gain votes. votes. And that was a 536 vote difference or whatever it was. I'm totally opposed to mail-in ballots. I think it it just leaves an uncertainty with the public. I think a lot. We need to have confidence in our system. 
I'm for. I'm way out on the other end of this. I want to have a. I want to make the election day a national holiday. Sure. Everybody votes that day, and they have voter ID. And if you have to vote absentee, you request that. It's not just mailed to you mailed through the to you. sure to every single voter. Correct. Mark, you said you were uh, not for uh, ballots to be mailed out to every single vote voter. Correct. That's, that's true. Yeah, yeah. and so. Um, obviously, you would like to see some changes done in voting in terms of, hey, it could be a national holiday. I, I would like to see voter ID. Voter I just ID. I want to know. I want everybody to vote that, sure. that wants to vote. But now some people, I don't know that they even want to vote and they voted in this election. Right. That's they what voted. I feel. Right, I'm right. not even sure they yeah. know they voted. Right. Right. So I want that to be where we all have confidence in the system, in the system Correct. that it works. And I yes. think, you know, this this election has not been um, – has, has kind of shown us some flaws that we have that right. needs to be talked about and considered, however it turns out. Sure. You know. Yes. And if, and if one dead voter vote, voted, then that's a problem. Well, it's disenfranchising my vote it and is. your vote. It is. And, and so I agree with you on the voter ID part of it. Um, I mean – you don't smoke cigarettes, but if you walked into Gulf down the street here, you'd have to show your ID to buy cigarettes. True. I and mean, how, how much more important is voting? Right. Your representation right. Of, in government. Now, now, you're so well known that you probably don't have to show your ID at the bank because they go, hey, there's Mark Hauser. How are you? But when you go make a deposit or make a withdrawal and you walk into a bank, they're going to ask you for your i for your id yeah and and so that, that's just kind of standard um and i think the excuse has been for years and years well some people just don't have it well how do they exist in society i don't know what you it? how you could not have an id yeah so going back to your time serving as chairman of the party you know we talked about the other counties that surrounded you and the unity that you all had. Can you kind of talk about Jackson and Overton or Jackson and Clay and Pickett and the others? Jackson, Clay, Pickett, and Fentress in uh, Overton. We, be, we, we became very close. The first thing I wanted to do when I got in that position was to reach out to those counties and find out who was the chair, right? what their ideals were. The first one I talked to, and he may have called me first because he had the sim- similar ideals as Dwayne Craighead yes. in Clay County. We sat down and had lunch. We said, let's talk to um, Chris up in, in Pickett County. Uh, let's get Jackson County involved. And um, You're bringing back lots of memories because I was Thompson, involved with y'all Chris in Thompson, 2011. And then, right. Yeah. And we had uh, Peg, Ed and Peggy Stevens yes. up in Fentress County. So we all ended up meeting in Livingston at a restaurant and discussing the ways we can work together. And we started this idea of an Upper Cumberland Reagan Day. And we all pitched in. Everybody did their part. And it turned into a really great event because we had it at the Overton County Fairgrounds. Well, the first one, I think, may not have been at the fairground, but it was in Overton County. And the rest of them were at the fairgrounds. And we were able to get our governor, mm-hmm. both senators, the lieutenant governor, 
the Secretary of State and our congressman, yes. who you worked for. Yes, had a little Diane hand in, so, in, in that. So we had six years. Of the six years I served, we had probably the top six positions in the state of Tennessee exactly. that came to Livingston right. and spoke to a group. And we, we had as many as 300 or 350 to come to those at, in some years. Yes. So it was that was great for the area. It was it, a unity message. It was. It was. And, and when there's the five-county dinner— you know, elected officials all the way up to the governor and the lieutenant governor and our senators and the con- and the congressmen, they recognize that that's a powerful thing when you can have that many counties getting together. Welcome back to the chat on News Talk 94.1. My guest today is Mark Hauser. He's the former chairman of the Overton County Republican Party. The other thing that I would do, I would tell someone if they were going to try to be um, chair for the first time, don't set your limits too small. Right. Um, Dream big. We we had the first Overton County Reagan Day in a place that, that would seat about 60 people. Mm-hmm. We had the last one. I think we had 275 people there in six go. years. So, and that's not me. That's a, it's a lot of people doing a lot of work. Yes. But you get somebody has to have the vision, and the motivation to get that going. I, I liken it to an, a thing I tell football teams. I've coached football since 1980. So yes. I've been in the coaching world for 40 years and played ball at Tennessee Tech. Well, I was on the team at there Tennessee Tech hey, for a little while. If you were on the team, you, man, I got you were stitches on the team. to prove there it. There you go. And a terrible ankle. Oh, here you <laughs> anyway, um, I, I tell them all the time if you, uh, that um, you just – I tell this story, if we got time for it, sure. where this little this little boy's watching a man in a boat, and the man's fishing, he catches a big fish and throws it back. He catches a small fish and keeps it. This goes on like three or four times, and the little boy finally gets the nerve and asks him, says, why don't you throw the big fish back and you keep, keep the small ones? He said, the answer's simple, only have a nine-inch frying pan. Ah. So then I tell my guys in football, and it's the same thing in politics. We decide the yes. parameters. We decide yes. how big our frying pan is. Yes, um, I got that from uh, Nick Saban, and he says it's time to throw away the frying pan and get a wow. bigger one. Get a bigger and that's how, that's what we tried to do when I was in serving in that office up there. Nick's been a little successful, and he's years. had a lot of success. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know? This is way off politics, but they've been number one in every season since 2008 at some point during the season that's a successful why do i have a feeling i'm in a room with an alabama fan really no i just (laughs) saw the fact recently my son is an alabama fan so we will forgive him tennessee has been in the sec for 10 consecutive years there you go (laughs) a doormat so to speak so um you talked about giving advice to people that would do this um and you listed the neat people that you all were able to attract during that. I remember a funny story about Lieutenant Governor Ron Ramsey. You know, he likes to chew tobacco. He's a snuff dipper. And so um, he was, you know, coming to this dinner and got off in Monterey. and was coming down the curvy highway to Livingston and spills his (laughs) cup of spit and it goes into his lap. And he's thinking, I don't have a sport coat to wear, and I got this stain across my lap. And so mm-hmm. he he shared that story with us at his table yeah. when he was the guest speaker and, of course, shared it with everybody in the room. And um, So and, did you loan him your jacket? 
No, I think he got one from somebody that was attending there. He he. I was, he was just because I was just looking at a picture from that day. Yes. Yesterday, I was going through some pictures really? and I saw a picture I had made. Well, all the chairs I think with him, and he's got a jacket on. Right. He probably borrowed it, obviously, from somebody bigger than me because he's bigger yeah. than me. So um, I don't know whose jacket he got, but he got a jacket so that he could kind of cover it up a little bit. But. Um, Ron's great. He was great for Tennessee. Yes. Yeah. The boot. You remember the boot in the commercial oh, there. Yeah. yeah. So um in our in our remaining minutes, um what do you think the biggest challenge going forward for Republicans is if everything stands the way that it stands now, that we have a a, a president from the different party and that let's say the Senate is controlled by the GOP. Of course the mm-hmm. house is not, but they gain seats. I mean, do you think it's a firewall, a Mitch McConnell firewall? I think it's according to what the Democrats do. If they, if we have a president Biden and we have the house controlled by the Democrats, but very narrowly, narrowly which sure. I think is going to be helpful to us and may keep them closer to the middle of the road. Right. I think we have to try to find common ground I agree. that we can work on and pass legislation that's going to be helpful to the American people. If it's the progressive agenda, that's not going to work. It's right. not going to fly. I don't think even some of the Democrats would even support it now. Yeah, which Joe, is good. Joe Manchin, Senate, Senate he said Democrat, he would not right pack would, the court. He wouldn't support that. Um, he wouldn't support overturning the um, uh, sixty votes necessary. You right. know, to move legislation. He's just not going to support that. So if they had say a fifty-fifty tie or fifty-one forty-nine, that that you know, he's not going to be supportive of those things. And so I think that limits them as well. My, my hope is they can find enough votes in Georgia that to disqualify to get um, to Sun- get our candidate up to David 50%. Purdue. David Perdue. David Perdue. And get him up I, to I was going to say Sonny, but I yeah. knew that wasn't right. But, <laughs> but you know, um, if you can still register to vote in Georgia, so if we want to get an apartment, invite everyone that's listening. Right. You know, we'll all go, you'll get twenty five to an apartment room, and we can all go down there and register to vote by December seventh. We can vote. I'm just kidding. Okay, <laughs> I don't. I don't want to. Wow, go I, I'm. I, I will have the shortest political show in the history of radio. <laughs> here. <laughs> um, so it, it is a big deal coming up. Jan, I think January fifth is the election. Of course, the new the new Congress takes office January third. I believe is the date. Right. Um, so it's very interesting that we're going into this time with two unsettled races, basically, because the North Carolina race is, o- is over with. Right, and Alaska was called today. Okay, so those so races are, those are those races are over with. So, so I do think it presents you know challenging times. And what do, what do we always say? The the this election is the most important always. one in our history. Every one. I'm sixty. I'll be sixty two Saturday, and yes, this sir. is a. Uh, uh, I've hear, heard that every election. Every election. It, but I, I do want to say one thing about what Donald Trump has been able to do. Sure. Uh, if I have time. Yes. Uh, Donald, Quickly. Because he has expanded the party. He has. With Hispanics and with different. And I think that's the direction we need to go. We right. have to we have to make our tent bigger without, Absolutely. without uh, 
giving up our core values. Correct. I think that and that's is, what I'm for. I think that is absolutely great advice is that make the tent bigger without giving up your core values and also not allowing those who are the narrow people, the narrow tent people being in charge of the party. You so, cannot. That's what's happened to the Democrats with Nancy Pelosi narrow, and Chuck Schumer. Yeah, totally if you can agree. get someone that's a little more flexible, it'll be great. Mark, thank you for being on the chat, buddy. It's good to see you. And this is News Talk 94.1.